In the name of Jesus, amen. A couple months ago, my, my son told me about a little back and forth he'd overheard at school between his teacher and one of his classmates. It must have been during some downtime or, or maybe art class or something like that because his friend, this little girl, she was working really hard on a drawing. Um, so hard that his teacher came up and, and asked her, she said, now that looks really neat, what are you drawing? Without looking up, uh, the girl says, God. <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix told me his, his teacher chuckled a little bit and said, well, well, God's a spirit. No one knows what God looks like. To which his classmate responded, they will in a minute. <laughs> Full disclosure, um, Phoenix, my son, did tell me that, but from a joke book. He has one of many joke books he has, uh, not from his, his personal experience, but if I had told you that from the beginning, the punchline would not have punched as well. No one knows what God looks like. They will in a minute. You don't have to wait even a minute to know what God looks like. Lots of people probably have lots of ideas and images in their heads, but Christians know God looks like Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1.15. Jesus himself says in John 14, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. If the little girl in the joke was a Christian, she would have been drawing Jesus. And maybe, maybe, just maybe the reason she was working so hard is that she was trying to draw Jesus just right. The open arms, the warm, welcoming eyes, just right as we see him in our gospel lesson from Matthew chapter 11. Now Jesus is, of course, everywhere God, every heartbeat of his revealing the heart of God. But some images, there's some parts of the story, some images, some passages of scripture where this is what God looks like. Shines out brighter. God in HD. (laughs) And this is one of them. Maybe along with some of your other favorite passages, Jesus as your good shepherd carrying you on his shoulders, or Jesus instead of lowering the boom saying to the adulterous woman, and so to you, neither do I condemn you. Today in words, we get one of the God in HD pictures. The opened arm Jesus with his warm, knowing, welcoming eyes focused right on you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me that I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the voice of Jesus. So the heart of God, come, rest, gentle, easy, light. You know, maybe the reason words like that stick out a little more, shine out a little brighter, is because so much of what we swim in most of the time, especially lately, instead of restful, gentle, and light, is exhausting, harsh, and heavy. 
The bold print of a recent Newsweek article proclaims Americans are unhappiest they've been since 1972, poll finds. And it's not that 1972 was some kind of grim year. That's just the first year the poll started. For every one of us who's, quote, very happy with his or her life, turns out six are in the dumps. More than half say they often feel isolated from others, and twice as many, as in 2018, crave companionship and often feel, quote, left out. Now, even with responses like that, somehow a majority of respondents still describe their own mental health as excellent or very good, but I bet that has more to do with a stigma against mental illness and I'm fine-ism an exhausting, harsh, and heavy reality. Come, rest, gentle, easy, light. Another headline, this from from the WashingtonPost.com, tells us, quote, Americans are living in a big anger incubator. (laughs) And you don't need the smart folks from the Washington Post to tell you that or me to tell you what they're talking about, do you? Last week, a friend came into church and mentioned how just minutes before he'd witnessed his first public blow-up, those were his words, when he saw some woman lose it on a guy at Harris Teeter for standing too close to her in the produce section. (laughs) And note how he said it was the first blow-up he'd witnessed, implying very likely accurately that it would not be the last he'd witnessed. In fact, the two of us went on to talk about how there's a pretty good chance, as tightly wound as all of us are these days, that someone would witness us blowing up in the produce aisle sometime soon. And we knew that because we both admitted also that we'd already been doing that very thing, blowing up for no good reason, in private places with the people who are more or less stuck with us. Come, rest, gentle, easy, light. Before before those words, before come, rest, gentle, easy, light, and in our text, Jesus speaks of the wise and understanding. And how his gentle, easy, and light rest is hidden from them. And and I suppose the one reason to understand what Jesus is, is saying there is that God somehow directly and actively, maybe as some sort of punishment, hides certain restful things from the wise and understanding. Could be that. Or maybe, maybe it's a more organic, organic, relationship that Jesus is thinking of. What I mean by that is if as if somehow just being quote wise and quote understanding with scare quotes around them. That being wise and understanding itself just naturally robs of rest. That somehow needing to be in the know, being one of the movers and shakers, always ready to opine trenchantly on the matters of the day, to let folks you know it that you're smart and woke that that somehow just automatically exhausts. And I think that's it. 
A DCE friend of mine from Northern Virginia posted on her Facebook page something the other day that one of the college kids she works with told her. He said to her, I am just exhausted by the moral pressure to have an opinion on everything. I clicked save, (laughs) save post. Exhausted by the pressure to have an opinion on everything. And I can relate to that. It is exhausting trying to appear wise and understanding. And which of our fragile, inflated egos does not want to appear so? And so Jesus opened and warm, open, open arms and warm eyes. Come to me. Rest in me. I'm gentle and easy and light. I got to say this too, with risk of piling on the exhaustion, the tension, the sadness, the anger, Newsweek and the Post and the rest of the talking heads. We all know why they're commenting on it in light of recent things, coronavirus, the death of George Floyd and others, and the weight, the pressure, all of that is put on all of us. But it's nothing new, is it? The exhausting, harsh and heavy comes in all times and places. In fact, there's a very good chance that whatever it is, that's most exhausting you right now has nothing to do with whatever shows up in Newsweek or the Post. But you have revealed these things to little children, says Jesus. That's the other side that that Jesus points to the little children get the rest. Now, that little children, that word, the word translated, uh, little children, could as easily be translated as infants or babies. That might be better, actually. You know, babies, babies are, are pretty much the best resters, aren't they? 15, 16 hours a day, I think, is the average for the first few months. Along with eating and pooping, sleeping is pretty much their main job. We had a baptism here uh, the other day, little Levi Kieran uh, Lampy. And Levi was snoozing when he got here. He did manage to wake up by the time we got started. But, but I baptized more than a few babies who snoozed through the whole thing. Water on the head and all. Which is a perfect way for them to start life as a child of their Heavenly Father. At rest. Secure, oblivious, no need to, to appear wise, understand, they have opinions at all, just at rest and secure in the arms that will never let them go. If Levi's family is watching now, I bet there's a really good chance that Levi is snoozing through the whole sermon. <laughs> and good for him. Not just good for him, I call that a, a head start on his growing in sanctification. He is already resting in his Father's grace. Well, like I've been saying, the rest of us, for the rest of us, the rest too often eludes. Whether for, for reasons from without or within, from the burdens reported in Newsweek or those known and borne only by you, we need rest. My sister um, had a, a class, a PE class, 
in college. I take those back in, at one time. I don't think so much anymore. I took badminton for my PE class. <laughs> she took a class in relaxation, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Physical education activity, but hers was in relaxation. The only thing I remember about the class is her telling me that for the final, the final exam, uh, what students had to do is they had to fall asleep in a certain period of time. I'm not sure how they, they checked this, but the, the, the more quickly you could fall asleep, uh, the better grade you could get. Like an A-plus was falling asleep in, in seven minutes. And they're supposed to be able to do that because the whole class was like an apprenticeship in how to rest. Given Jesus' words here today, I wonder if that might not be a good metaphor for what our whole life with Jesus is all about. Learning to rest. Learning to rest in the midst of all the noise. You know, babies are good at that too. Sleep right through uh, sirens and a jackhammer. But our whole life with Jesus in apprenticeship, in relaxation, Learning to rest even when it's hard to rest with all the noise out there in, and, and in here. Which is why those words come, rest, gentle, easy, light. Why those words ring so dear. Why we need the one who says them so much. They are the sweetest lullaby ever sung. Since Jesus is what God looks like, this lullaby is what God sounds like. Come to me and rest, he says. Come and learn, and you will find rest. Watch and learn from me. Stick with me. Learn from me. It might take a while because I know it's really noisy out there, but watch me and learn. Watch me searching for the lost sheep. And no one never stops searching for you. And I don't care whether you're wise or understanding. Here am I, neither do I condemn you. And no, I don't come to lower the boom, but to lift up your heart. Come and watch and learn. Follow me all the way to the cross. Come, he says, and lay down everything that weighs you down. All your sins, all your griefs, all your guilts, all your need to be wise. Heck, be a good Christian and sleep right through all the sermons. Come rest in his arms and find rest for your soul. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.